I've got two readings today, both relatively short. 2 Kings chapter 6, starting at verse 15. Now when the son of the man of God got up and went out early the next morning, an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. Oh no, my lord, what shall we do? the servant asked. Don't be afraid, the prophet answered. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed, Open his eyes, Lord, so that he may see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes, and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. And now Matthew 28. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. This is the word of the Lord. Have you ever been in a life situation where you thought, there is no way through this, there is no way out of this? Yeah, I have, more than once. And you kind of, or if there is a way through it, it's a pretty awful way. God has got many names in the Bible. For me, another name is God of the cul-de-sacs, God of the the no-through road. I don't know where I'm going to go, God, after this, or from here onwards. What am I supposed to do? in this situation? What am I supposed to do in this time of my life? Because you can see what's there. You can see the terrible whatever it is, and I don't know what the way on is. That was the situation for Elijah. Sorry, Elisha. I always get them mixed up. And his servant, or in some versions it says the young man. And there the servant goes out and he sees this army around them, surrounding the city on the hills. There is no way out. They're going to be mincemeat. That's it for them. That's the end. Elisha comes and he prays, Lord, open this young man's eyes. And what does he see? Not just the enemy all around on the hills, but he sees the angels of God all around as well come to rescue them. Now, I'm not coming up with some simplistic little talk that says it will all be well, God will send his angels and you'll be rescued. You might still have to go through awful experiences, and I know some of you here have been through awful experiences. 
But just like we've sung, just like we've prayed, Lord, open the eyes of my heart to see that it's not just the enemy, it's not just everything is doom and gloom, but you are there with me, Lord. You are there with me to go through it with me. There might still be a battle ahead. There might still be loss. But Lord, you will be with me in it. Let's turn over to that lovely New Testament reading. Almost so well known, we just think, oh yeah, I know this, I won't bother paying attention. But what does Jesus say? He gets the disciples and and presumably some, well, large group of disciples, I imagine, not just the 11 at that point. And Jesus comes and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. And they, he could have left it at that and they could have gone away and thought, yeah, great, that's, that's really good. And, and Jesus, you're going to be with us. Wonderful. But then he gives them a job. It's a wonderful job he gives them. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you, and surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. I don't know how these disciples felt at that point. They probably had oh, a variety of feelings. It does say, either earlier on in this reading or, or another version of it, that some still doubted, well, what's, what's this? Is this really Jesus? Is this really him? Is he really saying this to us? And yeah, we still have doubts in our hearts and minds very often, don't we? I'll speak for myself, don't I? Jesus, are you really going to get me through this? Jesus, are you really going to be with me in this? But yes, he is. He is going to get us through it some way or another. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord, to see where you're at work in the situation where I am, to see where you're at work in my heart and life. And what's the command he gives us? Well, what's the command he gives those disciples first off? But yeah, by implication, us as well. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. So, so Elsie, off you go and you do all of that. James, can you just go and do all of that now? Well, thankfully, we're part of a body, aren't we? of believers we're part of a church we don't have to do it all by ourselves in fact it would look a bit strange if we must god does call some people to just go and do all that by themselves but mostly he calls a group of us to do it so he's called me on my front lines whatever they happen to be my spanish group on a thursday when the teacher says okay i want you to think of four things in life that are really important to you and you think oh i'd really like to just say chocolate and going for walks and and uh, okay god is really important to me so here i am i'm the religious nut in the group again that's my front line one of my front lines and yeah there are times when you do have to say yeah okay god I'll look a fool for you, all these other people around me, uh, they'll say chocolate, they'll say going for holidays. And yeah, that's part of, my, part of what I enjoy as well. But okay, the most important, yeah, okay, it's God. Go 
and make disciples. I'm probably a, a step on a path, a link in a chain or whatever other thing you want to call it. A word said to the person in the bus queue as you wait for the bus. Oh, isn't it an awful situation we're in? Yes, it is. But then you might think, but yeah, in my heart, I know that God is with us. And you might actually say that. You might actually say that if the time seems right. Teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. Well, at that one waiting at the bus stop, you're not going to teach everything that Jesus has commanded us, are you? But you are a, I am a link in a chain, a step on the path, another off we go. And I remember Chris Turner talking about people who he's met over the years. And he's just had perhaps a brief conversation with them. And then, praise God, perhaps months, years later, he's found that that person has gone on and met somebody else, heard somebody else, gone to a church, come to faith in Jesus, and there they are walking as a Christian. It's wonderful. You know, this side of heaven, we probably won't get to know a quarter of what God has done through us. Well, that's something to look forward to when we get to heaven, isn't it, to find out what God has done. Occasionally, God is gracious to us and lets us see the end of the story or the next lovely bit of the story, and that's great. But as is the Great Commission, we're going to be singing about that later, to be active on our front lines. We've, we've sat hearing what our front lines are and what we should be doing, what we can be doing, what a privilege it is to be serving on those front lines and Jesus says and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age whether that's in our personal lives we can't see a way through whether that's in our lives where we good on you that's an amen yeah I love it I love it whether that's in our lives where we seek to be working for God in some way just just living our Natural, supernatural, spiritual lives, letting God work through us in the simple things, the one-sentence prayers, the one-sentence to a friend.